Welcome to Desi Return Diaries Embracing Home Again the podcast that shares personal journeys and expert insights on returning to India I'm your host Avinash Pedi here to guide and inspire you on your Desi Return journey Hello uh, welcome to another episode of Desi Return Uh, today, I'm really excited to have Ranjani on our show. So Ranjani spent 14 years in US before returning to India in 2003, spent almost a decade and then uh, currently living in Singapore. Uh, there are a lot of aspects to learn. I think uh, her journey uh, in terms of spending uh, 10 years in India after returning back uh, from living in abroad first. for some time as well as living in singapore uh, and i'm really looking forward to the show and uh, you know hearing some of the insights that she had from her journey with that welcome ranjini to the show thank you for inviting me happy to share my story uh, with your listeners yes uh, so ranjini if you can give a brief background uh, you know your time in us uh, you know and maybe what made you to move back to india and then you know again uh, you know spending time in singapore if there is uh, you know if you can lay out the little bit of a background that would be helpful for the audience and then we can go from there sure so i left um, india in the late 80s or close to 1990 actually and i had uh, grown up in bombay until then so i was a big city uh, girl and uh, of course you know what in you probably don't know but india was a very different country um then and us was the delta you know the difference between india and us was huge um so when even though i was from a big city i had exposure i you know i could speak english i had a uh, a nice degree and i went to the us it was very different and um, it was very amazing you know highways were huge there were atms there was all the stuff which still didn't exist in india and i was fascinated i went uh, to the us and did my phd and i absolutely loved the us education system i had always been sort of a nerd and enjoyed school and and college so for me just uh, the freedom of the us education system fascinated me as well as the country the fact that it was so multicultural there were people from other countries so um my young adulthood so my 20s uh, was spent in the us doing things acquiring degree acquiring green card acquiring job you know all those things that people do and uh, i was married i had a child and i lived equally in the east coast in um, washington dc area and then moved to california for my job so i spent total 14 years in the us uh, of maybe the best years of my youth i would say 20s and up to my mid 30s and at some point uh, we made a family decision to move back uh, to india and uh, we moved back to hyderabad so that was not my uh, hometown clearly my parents still lived in in bombay which had become mumbai in the meantime and uh, when i came to india i thought i would take a break from work but um, i realized that i was not cut out to take a break and just sit at home i'd always been working so i got a job with a good um, i'm a pharmaceutical scientist so the pharma industry is pretty robust in hyderabad then i i got a, a really good job with a really good company and i started working 
So from uh, uh, transitioning from India to US and back, uh, in those 14 years, India had undergone a lot of change. So, you know, there were ATMs, there were flyovers, Hyderabad was a different uh, city which was happening and growing. Uh, the tech industry was booming. So it was a good time, uh, you know, to, to come back. And uh, the reason for coming back was for family, for, you know, spending more time with parents. So for the daughter to spend more time with grandparents on both sides and maybe raise her in the way we were raised, um, you know, more Indian um, upbringing and closeness to family, cousins, uncles, things like that. And some of those goals were met. And um, again, you know, as it happens, whenever you take a decision, you can't really uh, predict how it will go. So in my case, um, many things worked um, moving to India. I think working in India um, gave me a good um, foundation for my life. You know, that work life was always the same. You know, at work, all the facilities were there. There were conference rooms. There were there were laptops. There, you know, it looked like my workplace in the US. Outside, of course, was a different story. Um, but the work uh, really uh, satisfied me and, and I felt very good about it. But on my um, personal side, things didn't go as well. So, you know, there was more um, interaction with in-laws, um, you know, the extended family. And uh, of course, life happens and my marriage didn't survive the move. So very quickly, actually two years after moving to India, um, I separated uh, from, you know, from my then husband and I had to figure out life on my own. Of course, there was always the option of going back to the US. I had a green card. And um, some people said that that's what I should do, but uh, it just didn't feel right. So I continued to live in Hyderabad and work and um, made a new life. So in many ways, you know, going back to that uh, part of my life, I would say that going from India to US, I had to discover who I was uh, in the US as, as a person. But when I came back to India, I had to do that again. I had to find myself, uh, find my place in society, uh, you know, what is it I need to do? I had to make some tough decisions and um, life changes. So both of these transitions to me were life changing. Um, they fundamentally changed me as a person. I can't hear you. Sorry. Yes. Uh, thanks a lot for the, uh, you know, that detailed background and uh, how things went, uh, you know, after moving to India. Sounds like uh, I think it's for the family. I think you got the opportunity to spend time um, with the parents. And uh, and I think the big thing that you mentioned about, especially, you know, when you're talking about in 2000s, how much drastic difference in 1990s, right, between India and the US and how India has evolved in the last, you know, in 2000s. Um, compared to what it was in 90s uh, and and then the Indian work culture at that time at least I think you know it it, it is uh, you know close uh, and uh, I know I think you moved from India to Singapore um, uh, you know right now that's where you're spending time um, uh, so maybe before that I know you mentioned about like you know starting your life again, you know, figuring it out and all that stuff. Is there anything that you can share with the people? Like, you know, some of the things that uh, you have to go to something that works, something that, you know, people need to be aware of. If you're okay, okay to share, I think that could be helpful, uh, you know, for the audience. Sure. Uh, I think now things are different. For example, you know, um, there's not that much difference between countries in the world in terms of, you know, how technology works. You know, there are ATMs everywhere. Everyone's on WhatsApp. Um, there's social media. There are smartphones. 
access is there, exposure is there, knowledge is there, everything is in your phone or in your laptop. So, uh, you know, a lot of the unknown part that used to exist, even 20 years ago when I came to India, it was like, do you have broadband connection? You know, these were uh, real life questions that, that you had to deal with. And uh, I think now a lot of this information is available online. At the same time, there is a, a large number of expats who have moved back to India. So there is also, um, you know, access to communities where these kind of questions can get answered. So the thing is, you know, your practical life, maybe you know all the answers, but your internal life, you know, how will you feel? Uh, how open are you to adjustment? I think that depends on the individual. So many times one person in the family says, I want to go back to India after living abroad because they have a burning desire to go back for some reason. Maybe um, there is a sick parent. Maybe there is some property issue they need to settle. Maybe there's some health issue for them or someone else they want to tackle in India with family support. The reasons could be many. But the thing is, if you are a family with a spouse and children, they may not feel the same way about how you feel, how strongly you feel about moving back to India, which means the level of commitment is different. The expectation is different. Uh, the ability to put up with th things when they don't go your way. You know, your patience is different. So even back then in 2003, I knew families who uh, came to India uh, with the best intentions and within six months they went back. Um, either the traffic didn't work for them, the schooling didn't work for them, or the day-to-day -day life, which requires more effort in India, honestly, even today, because you're dependent on a lot of uh, factors. Those things got to them and, and they went back. On the other hand, uh, many people said they went back because they felt their children had better education uh, abroad, which I do not buy completely because in India, depending on what you want to prioritize, there are many good schools. There are many systems of education now that you can put your child into a school which suits your child. Um, children, end of the day, um, most children, I would say, are very good at taking their cues from the adults. So if the adult is comfortable with the move, the adult is making their way through, you know, figuring out things in a new country, you know, in a rational manner. And in general, they seem like they're having a good time. The children are also having a good time. But if you as a parent is stressed always, if you are fighting fires all the time, if you are always angry or upset or irritated, you know, the children also pick up on it. And, you know, they carry that forward. So I feel a lot of the adjustment has to do with the primary person who is making the move and how much um, bandwidth they have to accommodate their own families, um, different reactions to the same move. So that is something I would I would say that be watchful how you are dealing with your move. It is a big move. It is a big decision. But your family is taking your cues from you. So you really need to include um, their feelings, their emotions, um, their reactions in it. Otherwise, um, again, it's not a very pleasant place to be if, if that same move is having different um, impact on each member of your family. Uh, definitely. I mean, I think it's a big decision and a big, big move, right? I mean, whether it's going back to uh, India or maybe even a different country at the end of the day, right? Uh, in those cases, I think the family everybody needs to be on board um so otherwise it's just not going to be an easy one uh, and the other thing that you mentioned about i think you know in terms of the experiences that everybody have i mean if somebody has the flexibility it's always a good idea to you know spend a month or two months not as a 
visitor, but actually you can rent a furnished apartment and live as if you're living just to experience how the life could be. I think that should give a glimpse of, um, you know, how the lifestyle in India would look like and then, you know, make a decision, you know, because these are big decisions. There are some hesitations about uh, from a spouse part, like in terms of how things could work out. These are important things to consider and uh, make the right decision. There was one point I think that you mentioned, and I think it definitely good to explore further is on the education, right? Uh, maybe in your case, I think um, uh, if there is anything that you can share, right? I think, you know, your kid has done some primary education and then doing education in a different country later. Uh, is there anything that you can share in terms of the different curriculums or, uh, uh, you know, the academic rigor from one country to the other country or anything on that sort? Because those are common questions in terms of which curriculum to choose or, uh, you know, what would happen when they grow up, uh, you know, they go back abroad again and all that stuff. If there's anything that you can share on the education side uh, from your perspective, that would also be valuable. Sure. Um, so my daughter was, um, she got into first grade in India. So in many ways, um, she had not had formal education in the US. She had been to kindergarten. So her first uh, foray was into Indian education. She went to the CBSE board. And since I spent 10 years in India, she actually completed one to grade one to 10 in India. Uh, to be honest, uh, the, she had many classmates who were like her uh, over those 10 years, you know, who started with her or who came at later times, who had moved from US mostly uh, to Hyderabad and they were her classmates. And many of these students went on to go, since I can look back and tell you uh, my story, they, these children grew up in India and then after 12th, they went back to the U.S. for their undergraduate education. And, you know, 10 more years have passed to that. And I see these uh, young adults now and they're all perfectly fine. They have a very good grounding um, uh, and they see themselves primarily as Indians in whatever country they are because of the years spent until 18. I think those are the formative years. Same is true with my daughter as well. Uh, she's very close to these people. My daughter is back in the U.S. now. Um, she did her master's and she's working there, but she's very close to these friends who went to school with her in Hyderabad and who are now living in the U.S. Many of them are like her. They were born there. So they are U.S. citizens by birth. Um, and even if they are not, uh, they were born in India, but spent early years in the U.S. And then again, you know, they've lived in two countries. They all um, seem to figure out the world very well. They seem to be very well adjusted. Of course, growing up is hard. Becoming an adult is um, difficult. Every generation has its own challenges. They have all that. But I see them um, as very well adjusted, um, you know, nice, nice young people to hang out with. So don't worry so much about curriculum, uh, which board and stuff like that. I think support, uh, understand your kid and support your kid through their journey. Uh, the younger they are, the easier it is to settle into the Indian schooling system because they don't know anything else. Um, sometimes I know kids who came in a little later, maybe around age 10 to India, they uh, do have difficulty picking up a new language because they've learned only English. So writing in Hindi or Telugu or whatever is a local language, um, they are a little concerned about that. However, children do learn. Most children do learn well. And there are other schools, you know, like there are the Waldorf schools and many other uh, alternate curriculum um, choices are available today. So take your, uh, you know, take your cues from your kids, support them in their learning journey and uh, 
they they will integrate they will uh, take um, all the inputs that come into their life from school from home from their playmates and uh, if you look at it through the long lens of time you know from since you you can't see the future but i can look back at the past and say that it all worked out well you know it yeah. wasn't um, there, there is no need to stress overly stress about this okay cool sounds like i think a lot of uh, kids who moved in that like you know went back to us for bachelors and uh, did masters and all that stuff okay um so maybe is there anything i think uh, you know you can say like you could have done differently looking back about the move i know it's a long time back uh, or if you are thinking of coming back again or you know living in a different country like is there anything that you do differently or approach it differently or uh, any other insights to other people right i mean you know who are considering about the move i think you made an excellent point saying that if you know since you are making a commitment to change your place of residence for a long period of time that you don't have to do it blind you come and try it out you know stay uh, not as a tourist but as a resident of this place and now more choices are available right you can have um airbnbs that you can rent in fact right now we have friends uh, from singapore who are uh, test driving their return to india so they don't have affiliation for a particular city in india to live because they've been out of india for a long time so they are taking a few months and renting in different uh, places within india which they feel may be a good match for them at this stage of their life they of course their kids are grown but even for themselves as a couple they are staying in different places trying it out to get a feel for the place before they decide i think that's an excellent idea if you have the ability to do it on the other hand if you are um, you know a younger family with small kids uh, if both uh, husband and wife are working and you need family support and that's your primary reason then of course your city um, or town of choice is limited to where your folks are and uh, that may be fine but again think about it and try it out do you want to live in the same house with them do you want to live nearby so you have support and still have an independent establishment try that out um come during summer vacations if if that is what you need to do if your kids are in school and uh, see how how they feel and take all that data back um including day to day life you know it will be different it won't be exactly the same though i think the differences are shrinking now you know you get door delivery of everything you can order food you can order groceries um and and you can choose whether you're working from home or you know you can choose your, the length of your commute if you have to go to office you can find a place closer to office depending on cities where traffic is bad so do a test run uh, maybe if your employer allows you to try this working from abroad for for a while you can you know extend it a bit and and see how it feels you know there is no point to suffer or cause suffering for yourself or the others but don't forget that there are pluses also uh, to moving back to india if if you feel strongly about uh, going back and creating a life in your home country uh, the pluses are also there uh, the the things that i really enjoyed about coming back to india was uh, the festivals you know i had holidays on my festivals as opposed to trying to celebrate every holiday on the weekend you know like diwali was always on the weekend or many of the other festivals got sidelined because you didn't have a holiday so in india you have a holiday for your festivals and the spirit because everyone is celebrating it or the majority are celebrating it you get caught up in in the spirit these are things that um you can't buy you can't substitute 
so uh being part of that culture and and remember that you can depending on you you can always make friends in in a new place and it's the same thing as when you left india to go abroad you met very interesting people similarly you will meet very interesting people in india i uh would honestly honestly say that i met many inspiring people in my time in the us but i met an equally large number of inspiring people in india and the difference was in india people at all levels of society can inspire you because the, the struggle is real um there is a difference in your life and the life of the people whose um life intersects with yours and you have to understand that everyone is just trying to to do the best they can and i was very impressed by many people in india and so be open to the good uh experiences that you can have uh, there is a tendency and it's a human tendency to always complain and to focus on what is not working but many things are working and a lot of these are little bit hidden and you need to be patient and and find that so i would say i made great friends in my time in hyderabad uh, that i lived totally new people who i had not known before from school or college uh, some were work colleagues but not necessarily everyone so all that is available for you when you come back yeah i i think as you said i think there is no like a perfect uh, place anywhere i think it depends on what's more important to you at your stage of life and uh, and see that resonates you know which place could work or what that option could work um, uh, i think that should be driving it more because there is always be some negative things uh, that uh, that irritates uh, but you know as long as the major big things checks off i mean i think uh, you know that could help you with the decision process uh so i know i think uh, you have written a couple of books uh, you know which could be relevant to you know some of the uh, you know audience uh, is there anything that you can share or you know talk about that uh, you know that could definitely be very helpful for the audience yeah happy to do that uh, when i returned from california to hyderabad um, i was writing articles for um, a local magazine there in california which which is still uh, existing and i offered to write a a monthly column on how my experience was about returning to india because just like you are doing it now 20 years later this topic has been hot for a long time so even then people were moving back there was curiosity about how it is working out for individuals and families and so every month i would write a column uh, about different aspects of my move back to india and it was written in that first year of my return you know the first year is the hardest for anything of college of marriage of moving you know so in that first year i wrote this as it happened and i would submit these columns and uh what i have done is i have compiled all those columns and i have published an ebook it's called no longer nri so no longer non resident indian which which was the term that is used for you when you don't live in india and i realized when i moved back to india that i was no longer a non resident i was a resident indian So that book is available on Amazon. I write under the name of uh, Ranjini Rao, and uh, it's only an e-book, so it's available on Amazon. Um, so anyone who's interested to see how your move back to India affects your work life, your home life, um, you know what are the pros and cons, travel, day-to-day life, all that I have covered in that book. That is one. The other book I have written is more recent, and this is, um, uh, I think, during the pandemic is when I wrote it. uh this is the one i have a copy of because it's a, a also a print book it's called rewriting my happily ever after a memoir of divorce and discovery this is also available on amazon and um this actually focuses on a very specific aspect of my life as i mentioned in the beginning 
uh, the move back to India from the US uh, didn't work out for my marriage and uh, I had to separate from uh, my then husband and uh, I was living in Hyderabad which was not my hometown I had to figure out my life my work my to rent a place to figure out how to take care of my daughter who was going to school and um, you know the difficulties of being a single parent in India which are uh, uh, exacerbated um, because you know there is no organized daycare in India a lot of people rely on family support to watch your kid while you go to work um, generally people are not familiar with one person renting a house for themselves they expect families to be renting they expect men to be leading any conversation including something which um, you know one of the funniest uh, thing was when I went to buy a car and um, the the guy at the dealership I, I said I want to test drive this car and uh, I he said who will drive it and I said I will drive it and he was quite surprised uh, but you know these these are the things that happen and uh, I have written about my journey um, to build a new life I did build a new life in Hyderabad I you know I bought my own apartment and as I mentioned about my own car I had a job um, in fact from my job I transitioned as an independent consultant to help um, be at home when my daughter comes back from school so a lot of life uh, issues I have dealt with in in this book and uh, what I have found that this subject is still um, there's a lot of stigma associated with divorce in India and my book has really helped a lot of people and as a result I've launched a po podcast called rewriting your happily ever after in which other women have come forward to share their story so these are things if the listeners are interested they can look me up uh, I'm Ranjani Rao I have a website uh, ranjanirao.com and um you know life goes on I think the main point I want to make is it doesn't matter where you live um, these are decisions we all take and there is no one perfect path to to uh, to uh, any goal even if the goal is specific there are many paths to it and uh, in a way it's good we can't see our future because we are we are constantly asked to make those difficult decisions not knowing how it will turn out so when I bought my apartment in Hyderabad, I was so happy because it, this was my own place. You know, my name was on the on the board and um, no, you know, I was not renting anymore. I wouldn't have anyone telling me to vacate and stuff like that. But, um, you know, a few years after that, I had to leave. I, I had to move to Singapore. And again, I'm an NRI. But, you know, now I'm at a different phase of my life. So that time I was in my 20s. And then when I moved to Singapore, I, I was already in my 40s. And it's different. So when you move, especially these large moves, uh, it depends on where you are in life, which phase of life. And did I know what was in the future? Of course, I, I don't know. But I came again to a new country and I embraced the experiences I had here. Singapore is very different from US. It's very tiny. Uh, it is also multicultural. But, uh, you know, it's a city, it's a city state. So it's a very small place. I don't need to drive here because uh, the public transport is excellent. Uh, but I had to find a job. I had to settle into a new routine with, with my new family and things like that. So the Desi return um, theme of your show, you know, uh, addresses the question of moving back to India. But I think um, right now, India is in a very good place because it's a two-way street. You can leave India and you can come back to India. And you can leave India again, which is what I have done. 
and maybe in a few years i will move back to india so it's not a one time that i will never again do this in my life many people move for jobs they are posted abroad for a few years they come back to india they are posted to another country i think that's going to become more and more common so it's good to collect data from people but i think it's also trust yourself be open to new experiences one of the things i feel is that um, particularly with indians when we go abroad we want to create a mini india in the new place we want to hang out only with indians we want to eat only indian food we want to talk about movies and cricket and things like that but the truth is the blessing of being outside your country is that you can meet so many interesting people you can learn about so many cultures you can assimilate some practices that other people do which may actually work out for you and yes you can read about everything on google but until you live in a new place you cannot absorb the atmosphere of this new place and before you know it it becomes part of you you are not that same person you are a different person so i was a different person when i moved to the us and when i returned to india but now i am a different person as well because i have imbibed things from singapore something singapore does excellently and of course like with any place it it's not perfect but it has an impact on me so i am very grateful to have had the opportunity to live in many cities in india and different countries oh yeah for sure i mean uh... I think some of the key points that you mentioned is it's uh, the world is becoming more globalized, right? So it doesn't matter where you live, you can still work. You know, with COVID, you know, we have tested the work from home or remotely. Like there are a lot of things that you can do remotely. The connectivity has increased. You know, the systems have changed. So you know, uh, you can get a lot of these things that are available in the Western countries in India. And the same thing, like you know, there are a lot of these multicultures. You know, that experiences it becoming a very globalized. So it's not like you're making a decision where you can't go back and you know depending on that and then each journey i think the experience uh, makes you better i mean you know it, that experiences make you think in a different way right i think you know that's what it the journey is about at each stage uh, because you experience like how other people interact or you look at like how things work then you kind of uh, your thought process would change so uh, as a journey i mean you're just learning throughout the process but i think from my perspective the key thing is uh, you know make a decision at any point and not let life lead by its own right i think you know whether you want to return back to india or whether you want to stay just decide instead of like letting the life go as is and later realize oh what happened you know the 10 years passed and then you know it, it might be difficult for the family whatever it is i think you can make a decision and if it's a reversible decision it's always easy to make you know don't spend a lot of time go with your gut feel uh, because you can always come back i mean i don't think but if it is not a reversible yeah put some thought through it understand it and make sure everybody is on board um, i i think but my biggest thing is make a decision whether we are uh, one way or the other instead of like let the life go by uh but uh, just that's quick summary of like you know what i heard and i think uh, ranjini i mean is there anything that we haven't touched uh that you would like to tell the audience uh you know from your experiences living in different countries have seen india at different phases uh, and so on anything that we haven't touched that you want to tell the audience mm, you know they say about uh, regrets right like um, you know a lot of people have regrets in their life and mostly the regrets are for things you did not do even if you did something stupid you know like got a tattoo or something uh, you're still okay i wanted a tattoo i got a tattoo and maybe it's irreversible but most people regret what they did not do so if you have it in your mind that this is something i want to try 
whether it's moving back to India or, you know, um, even if it is moving out of India, it, it could be both ways that just go with it. Like you said, you know, make a decision and see where that leads you, because at least then that question is answered in your mind. So the regret for things not done lingers because you don't know how it would have turned out. While for the decisions you took, you know how it turned out. Like in my case, I knew what happened. I came back to India, my marriage broke up. I did not factor it into my decision making and it happened. But guess what? That put me on another journey. It made me learn many things about myself. I became more independent. I um, I learned more about myself. I think I got uh, more self-awareness. I uh, developed a lot more confidence. And um, that might not have happened otherwise. So just make the decision. Uh, you will not regret uh, the things you did. And you might, who knows, you might be even proud of the that decision that you took. So I would say go for it. Yeah. Experience the life. Um, and uh, yeah. So thank you very much, uh, Ranjini, for taking your time and sharing your insights. Um, so we'll put the uh, links uh, in the video, uh, you know, how you can reach out to Ranjini if you have further questions. Uh, once again, thanks a lot. And uh, um, wish you all the best. I think, you know, in your decision in terms of whether to come back or go to another country, uh, life is journey. And then uh, we are <laughs> experiencing it. And uh, thanks a lot for your time. Thank you so much for having me.